Okay, yeah, I think that was a good one. Uh, yeah. I think we, we really broke down Saw 3 that time. That worked pretty well. Yeah, it went really well. I thought we had a lot to say. Yeah, did you uh, did you mention all the stuff about the traps that you wanted to? Like, I, I feel like yeah. we broke it down. Oh. Yeah, I think I hit everything. I thought it was good. All right, great. Um, Nothing comes to mind anyway. Okay. Yeah, well, um, so I, I'm going to go get another beer. And then um, we'll, we'll discuss what we're going to do next time for Saw 4. Yeah, right? right? Sound good? Yeah, sounds good. Yeah, see you in a sec. All right. Hello, Matt. What? I, I want to play a game. All right. I'm listening. <laughs> You claim to be the most dedicated Saw fans of all time, but do you have what it takes to truly prove yourself as a Jigsaw fan? Oh no. Right now, I am hacking into the online Craig database. Excuse me. <laughs> deleting your recording of the Saw 3 episode. Do you have what it takes to record a Saw 3 episode a second time to prove you are truly worthy of the title of a great Saw fan? Oh, no. Live or die, Matt. Make your choice. Or die? Oh, Jesus. <sighs> All right. Pretty good, Matt. Um, so, what? All right, Saw Four. That's what's next, right? We're gonna. Uh, what are we gonna do this time? Well, first, <laughs> we have a little problem. We're what? gonna have to record that episode again. Why? What? I thought that was perfect, right? We really hit all the points. Yeah, I thought so too. Jigsaw has decided uh, that we have to record it again. He just deleted the entire episode. Jigsaw deleted it, Matt? What? Jigsaw. Jigsaw is not real, Matt. Come Jigsaw, is, apparently he's real. He just, according to him, hacked into Craig and deleted everything. Uh, okay, hold on, Matt. Are you? Did you lose the episode? Is that what you're I talking about? I did not lose here? the episode. Come on, Matt. Oh, we spent so long on that. God damn it. I okay. agree. Do you think I'm happy about this? <sighs> Man, all right. I guess we're going to have to record it again. Um, if Jigsaw deleted it, fine. He's, yes, I think so too. He said live or die, so kind of don't want to take that second option. God, okay. Well, um, God, all right. We're going to have to record this on Sunday then. That's all right. Only, only time. Okay. Uh, well, I'll see you then. See you then. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Oh, that's creepy. <laughs> I love it, though. Now me, I not only drink really, I really drink. We are Buzz on Movies. Welcome once again, ladies and gentlemen, to Buzzsaw Movies, our special Saw edition of Buzzed on Movies. I'm Teddy. I'm Matt. We are here coming to you on a lovely Sunday morning. Very unusual recording time for us, but um, we are re-recording our Saw 3 episode. Uh, for those of you who were hoping to catch us the past couple of weeks, we apologize. We've had a number of technical difficulties, but here we are. We're finally bringing you our thoughts on Saw 3. We sure are. 
it's really weird recording in like daylight. Yeah, no, it's strange. We're, we're, I'm used to just seeing pitch black out my window here, uh, just sipping a beer in the dark. Here we are. Instead, we're having nice bloody mimosas in honor of Saw to start off our Sunday brunch. Woohoo! Yeah, it's pretty it's, exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty appropriate for the time and the movie. So, um, why don't we just get right into Saw three? Let's do uh, it. Where last we left off at the end of Saw 2, uh, Detective Matthews had been uh, tricked by Jigsaw into going to the trap house. Yeah, the trap house. And uh, <laughs> he was caught in, um, he was chained in the same bathroom that we saw in Saw 1, where uh, Dr. Gordon and Adam were chained. And um, so at the beginning of Saw 3, we see him in this bathroom again it's like pitch black he's only got this little flashlight to look around um and he's quickly realizing the situation he's in he's looking around he sees the dead bodies in there the body of adam and he sees uh dr gordon's foot sitting <laughs> in the chain it looks very fresh too extremely fresh uh, almost a a little uh a bit of a continuity error here there's uh, yes. <laughs> uh, it, in in at the end of saw two he walks in and both adam's body and dr gordon's foot are there and they look like black they're like rotten beyond belief they, they've clearly been there for a while um in this one the foot is very fresh and bloody so um i have some questions about that yeah, yeah. we yeah. we don't know how maybe Maybe they like planned it that way. They wanted, they now wanted the foot to be really bloody when he woke up. You know, they were like, we want you to be more afraid. So they dropped some fresh blood. Maybe it's a fresh foot. It's a different foot. (laughs) They got a lot of foots lying around. Yeah, of course. They'll, uh, they'll just put one in there. I mean, they stay dismembering people. So why not? Yeah. Why not? You got a lot of leftover parts, I'm sure. So, um, Matthews quickly realizes exactly what they want him to do to saw through his foot to get out. Uh, he tries to do it and is unable to bring himself to do it. Uh, I think this is a pretty good performance from Donnie Wahlberg here. He's like really showing the pain and anguish of being in this position. He's very <laughs> angry the whole time. Like, <laughs> He's an extremely angry victim. Yeah. Like his reaction to being a victim is just to be like pissed off the whole time. <laughs> He's just, he's so mad that he got tricked and that like they outsmarted him. Yeah. <laughs> and he like let his anger get the better of him and lead him in the situation. I mean, I don't blame him, but. Yeah. Like you fucked up. That's right. just how, how it is. Um, so, but I mean, part of what makes him kind of one of the more clever jigsaw victims is that he does find a way out of this particular predicament without sawing off his foot uh it's not exactly much better though (laughs) what he has Uh, to do arguably it's worse i mean i really don't know if that's true or not um that's a really hard (laughs) yeah it's a hard call to make but he really i mean he's creative i'll give him that certainly yeah so what he does is he uses the lid of the toilet to break his foot like multiple times and really badly, like bad yeah. enough that he can bend the foot all the way down to slip it through the chain, yeah. which is 
absolutely insane. Like that that foot must have been just shattered. Even if <laughs> even if he somehow keeps that foot, there's no way he's gonna walk normally for the rest of his life. Uh, <laughs> so, uh no yeah <laughs> and also like this toilet lid has like a really high body count at this point in the saw franchise it's killed <laughs> zep and now it's killed uh uh matthew's foot like <laughs> i don't know what's going on but this toilet lid is like stepping up to be the next jigsaw no um, no that toilet lid should have its own page on the saw wiki at this it really point. should um but he like that's it's like really gruesome like yeah. the way he like smashes like his ankle and then he like pulls it back, like snaps it completely so that like he can mm. slide his foot through the shackle. Um, and it is possibly one of the most horrifying things I've ever witnessed. Um, maybe I'm yeah. just like a sucker for foot stuff. <laughs> You're really no, into I'm foot not- stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's, it's pretty brutal. And uh, I think right here, it sort of sets the tone for where Saw 3 is going to go. Saw 3, compared to the previous two installments that we've seen here, is way more gory, way more violent, very, very over the top in terms of what it's willing to show. Right. And they, like, they, this first scene is very clearly like a a statement that that's where they're going to go with it. Right. They show a lot more than they do in the first two ones where a lot of times you're see you're seeing like violent things, but they'll be cutting away at key moments and stuff here. You really, you really get a real feel for it. Yeah, I agree with that. I think it's pretty much more gruesome than anything we see in the first two movies. Um, I mean, I can't think of anything that really comes close. I mean, we see some blood obviously, but this is like a whole new level. Um, I think that's an interesting way to start the movie too. You start off, at the exact same point sort of that the first movie started on with some guy in a bathroom with his foot chained up. Um, and they say, and now we're going to take it in a totally different direction from that same, like same starting point sort right. of saying, you know, we're building off of the same formula, but we're going to change up how we present this because they decide to go. I mean, from here on out, the blood is like way crazier. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so that's the first scene there. We see him get his leg out, and then we cut to the opening credits. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, more, more, more screaming over titles, which they always love to do. They love to do uh, that. They love to just <laughs> let you linger with some screams. And then um, we get our sort of typical cold open that um, was introduced in the last saw, and that will continue through here, where they show a mostly unconnected trap just to sort of show us what Jigsaw is about and get us into the whole storyline. Right. Um, in this trap, uh, Troy is chained up in this room with, yes. um, he's got these chains that are stuck through various parts of his body. Like they're, they're in his ankles, in his hands, like in his chest. And there's one, going through his mouth, like right through his jaw. Yeah. It's um, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's pretty bad. And, um, his challenge is that he has to get out of these chains, uh, and exit the room before a nail bomb goes off in the room. Lots of nail bombs. We like yeah. nail bombs. So like 
he has to the only way he can get these chains out of his body is by like basically tearing them out like ripping them through his flesh and hurting himself pretty bad yeah. in the process right so uh, it's kind of uh, it's kind of ridiculous <laughs> yeah so first of all i don't know how these chains got in his body in the first place that's the really confusing part for me like they're these aren't like hooks these are like full on closed link chains with yeah, it's like a, fully round. A circular link that goes right through a part of his body. I'm like, this had to pierce through his body at some place. How how did this get in there? This doesn't make any sense. Right. And like, well, I, I mean, yeah, I don't understand at all how that happened. Um, there appears to be no like close open po- part of this chain of these like links. They're just like somehow in his body. Um, I'm sure he's very confused in that moment, too. He's probably like, hold on. <laughs> How is this happening? Um, Wait, hold up. This doesn't make any sense. Like, right. And they're also like, some of them are in like much worse places than others. Um, you know, there's like some on his sides that are just like barely through the skin. And like, that's going to hurt, but it's not that bad. Some are like through his Achilles tendons. That's pretty bleak. Um, and, yeah. But also, I love how he has these like hooks in his Achilles tendons and he just like kicks forward and they pull out of his ankle and he's like fine he's still standing like no like <laughs> that's not what's gonna happen you're gonna you're done you're not walking like yeah as we saw in uh hostel uh st- getting your achilles hand cut hurts quite a bit like, yeah you're not just gonna be like oh. yeah <laughs> what the like i don't really understand how he's he does that he's um, just kind of like oh like no 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 Right. It's very strange. Um, but whatever. Yeah. So that doesn't really make a lot of sense. He, uh, to his credit, does a pretty good job of this. He gets almost all of them out. Uh, yes. Except he can't get the one out through his mouth. Well, Because, like, how are you, you going to do that in the first place? He would have had it, to break his jaw. Yeah, it's literally through, like... What what's that bone? The, the mandible? It's like right yeah. through. <laughs> it's through that. And that's a thick bone. What's he supposed to do here? Like, <laughs> know, like smash his chin on the floor or something? Maybe. Yeah, he's I, clearly not meant to like get that chain out of his face. Um, it's very bizarre. Yeah, <laughs> and um, so we see it sort of explode, and um. This is pretty graphic as well. Like they show like guts flying everywhere and lots of blood. Um, Again, a very graphic scene compared to some of the previous movies. And um, we have like this weird cut to detectives investigating the scene. Um, We see them have to cut down the door, first of all, to get in. And, um, but like, as they're investigating the scene, we see like these strange cuts between them investigating the scene and the, um, the actual trap as it was going on, Right. where it'll like, the camera will move and suddenly you'll be in the different scene. It's very, uh, disorienting the first time you see it. It is. Yeah. They, they do this weird thing where it like. Like the camera will like pass behind an object and suddenly you're in a new room. Um, it's kind of hokey, but it's very like weird editing on brand for Saul. Um, so it's interesting. <laughs> um, the whole the whole trap here with Troy 
is really kind of it's a weird open i'll say that um <laughs> definitely yeah um and the only real thing that they discover here of importance is that they couldn't have the guy couldn't have escaped anyway because the door to the room was welded shut right and so clearly this trap wasn't meant to be one which is right. kind of unusual because Jigsaw's whole thing is supposed to be, you know, you have a chance to survive, but you have to be willing to make great sacrifices to do so. Right. And if there is no way for you to survive at all, then there's really no point to the trap. Like he could have just blown up this guy at any time. Could have been just a straight up murder. He could have just like, I don't know, shot him like, I, yeah. you know, um, but it's a very elaborate way to kill someone, I guess. Yeah, so I guess that sort of explains, you know, why he had a chain in him that he really couldn't possibly get out of his face. Um, he wasn't supposed to survive anyway. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I mean, but that's an important point is just the fact that he wasn't meant to escape. No matter what happened, if he got all the chains out, he wasn't getting out of the room. So that nail bomb was going to like shred him no matter no matter what he did. He was pretty much trapped, um, which sucks, you know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a surprising development, yeah, and uh, definitely one we're hoping will be explained later on. Right, but it is another, like you said, it's another just like very violent scene. I think it's um a good, um, it's a pretty good tone. It sets the tone. You know, you know, it's about to be weirder and more violent and brutal. Um, and the fact that he couldn't escape is like a huge turn for Saw. So that kind of like changes up your expectations. Um. I like that Troy is played by Jay LaRose, who uh, is a frequent collaborator with the director of this Saw movie, uh, um, Darren Lynn Boosman. So that's kind of cool just to see him here. Um, yeah. You know, he's also a Native American actor. Kind of nice to see not just some like white dude uh, in, in the movies. So yeah, a lot of diversity in Saw. Yeah, Always we nice. like that. So it's a, it's a good, it's a good, I guess it's all very fast too. Like the way we move through all of this, you know, we've just seen the opening with detective Matthews. Now we're flying through another trap and then we pretty quickly get to the detectives who we have seen before. They are not new characters. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've got a uh, detective Carrie who's been in the first two saws. Um, and we've got, uh, we've got, um, rig who is yeah, rig a, a police. Yeah. Uh, he was in Saw 2, and yes. now we're introduced to a new detective, uh, Detective Hoffman. Yes. And um, he's another detective working for the police. Um, we're just given a brief glimpse of him, but um, we're definitely going to see more of him later. So uh, oh, yes. here's your introduction to Hoffman. Yes. And um, so after this, they, um, they get the, they somehow manage to salvage the Jigsaw tape. From this scene yeah um, i don't really know how that happened I mean, <laughs> the fact it was in the room with a nail bomb uh, i know apparently. and you see that like troy's body is like completely gutted so <laughs> yeah somehow though this tape survived yeah the tape this vhs is intact so uh detective carrie for some reason decides to take it home with her just for a little <laughs> late night watching you know not watching at the police department but like in bed at home just checking right. out this tape. Um, so she's at home watching this tape. Um, and it's at a certain point, the screen sort of flickers and cuts to a different view, which is 
like it's looking out of a partially cracked door at a bedroom. Yes. And it's like, huh, what's that? That's kind of <laughs> weird. Um, so she like, she starts sort of like waving and she can see herself waving in the camera. So clearly this camera is in her closet, in her bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Yeah. At this point, you'd think, first of all, being a detective, being somebody who knows about this case and um, is currently investigating this case, you might want to be a little concerned. Yeah. So that's, you know, I have some questions about that. Like, why does she not assume that this might be a jigsaw trap? She has been working on this case for so long. Like, (laughs) she doesn't realize that this is a problem. Yeah, she's seen him do all sorts of crazy stuff. Um, she should be very concerned. But instead, she decides to go over and check out what's in the closet. Right. And so we get... So she, like, goes yeah. up to the closet. To, in her defense, she's what? Like, does she have a gun? I'm pretty sure she does. Um, <laughs> so she's, like, ready to, like, fight someone, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, she would have at least stood a chance against someone if she was... She had found someone in the closet. Right. But uh, that's not what happens. She's going over to the closet, and we get the the point of view of the closet camera. Of course. And we see the, the pig mask person sneak up behind and grab her. Yes. Oh, the pig mask. <laughs> um, so at this point, somehow Jigsaw has gotten into Detective Carrie's home, uh, set up this camera that is somehow hacked into her very old TV, and also, he hid out, hid somewhere, um, just waiting. Uh, <laughs> um, pretty impressive. So good for Jigsaw Team Jigsaw. Yeah. Um, um, the the real question at the end of what the the real question here is though, like why? Like, yes. The, you could have just like if if you had all the time to go in there and plant that camera. And also hide effectively enough to be able to sneak up on Carrie when she went to the closet. Like, why not just wait for her to fall asleep or something and then <laughs> kidnap her? Yeah. Why did you go through the trouble with the camera and the TV? I don't really get that. It's, like, very dramatic for no reason. Yeah. Um, Especially because, like, she could have just run out of the room as soon as she saw that on the TV. Like, that was just basically telling her, hey, someone's in here. Haha. <laughs> in fact, she should have just left. But yeah. she's not thinking, I guess. No, no, she is not. Um, so then she wakes up in a jigsaw trap, of course. Um, she's suspended of from course, the ceiling. Yes. <laughs> of course, as as we are used to seeing. Yes. Um, she's suspended from the ceiling in this like abandoned looking warehouse place. Typical jigsaw setting. Um, she's got this thing like sort of locked into her ribs i don't even know how to describe it it's just like this very elaborate metal truss structure that's sort of locked into her yeah it's really strange it's kind of like a giant corset it looks like almost but it's like hooked into her into her body um so yikes yeah not looking good for you (laughs) (laughs) and so her jigsaw tape explains that she's been obsessed with the dead and how she might be more comfortable among the dead than among the living 
I know. <laughs> it's a completely bizarre reason. It's like, oh, I've decided to kidnap you for doing your job. Yeah, um, I mean, her job is to investigate people who died and were murdered. Yeah. So, <laughs> and, like, I of course, like, people who do that work get pretty invested. You might imagine that they, they feel some weight of, imp- of the importance of catching a killer um, before more people die. So, <laughs> oh, of course, they're going to throw themselves into it. Um, so, you know, not really the best look for Team Jigsaw because kind of just looks like you're just like kidnapping somebody who's getting too close to maybe figuring it out. So, yeah, exactly. This is this is a personal murder here. This isn't right. like, oh, we're testing her. So um, her challenge is she has to get out of this thing that's locked into her rib cage um, before the timer goes off or it's going to rip her ribs open. Nice. Um, the way she has to get out of it is there's this key that drops into a jar of acid in front of her face. Um, and she has to get the key out before it dissolves and use it to unlock the device. Right. So, like, it's... this key, um, supposedly it starts dissolving as soon as it hits the acid. Wouldn't you think that it would be unusable pretty damn quickly? Yeah, like, almost <laughs> instantly. Like, but it... You don't. it doesn't have to dissolve completely for it to be useless. It just has to not fit the lock anymore. Right. It doesn't make any sense. Well, I mean, <laughs> how is it going to work? It's like, and like, once you pull it out of the the vat of acid or whatever, it's not like the acid that was on it just suddenly like disappears. It's still going to be sitting there and eating away at it for a second. Yeah. Like, like, there's no way that this key is going to be usable no matter what uh, in reality. But I guess the, the, the saddest part is that she pulls out the key and does unlock the thing but still can't get this thing out of her chest. Um, yeah. yeah. Which I mean, is she... not exactly shocking because it's hooked into her rib cage. Yeah, I'm not sure how she would be able to just like kind of slide that out of there. Yeah. Oh, um, you've got you've got the padlock off of it. So now you can just pull this out of your ribs. Great. What? No. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, she's struggling with it. She's realizing she's not going to be able to get it out. And then she sees somebody walking up to her we don't get to see who it is yet but you can see their legs and she's just like you and then she just sort of gives up like spreads her arms out and then you get this really crazy like slow motion view of this machine ripping her ribs out yes it's like very dramatic it's very dramatic and it's like backlit through this like weird window i don't even know where the where this hallway is that she's suddenly being murdered in um very bizarre but you really see why this is known as the angel trap it looks like you know wings have suddenly like grown uh except they're carrying her rib cage so that's kind of too bad yeah um it's really upsetting honestly because carrie was like such an interesting character and had been a like a major figure in both of the first two movies she goes out pretty unceremoniously almost um yeah like right at the beginning of the movie too yeah that's kind of a downer um i think that it was fitting that like she got like a trap that was called the angel trap and gave her like this like sort of like like even like in death it's like sort of like a reminder like she should not have died like you know the the movie acknowledges that um because she wins the game it's just that there was no way to get that thing out of her ribs um right yeah she She did did what what she was was supposed to and still couldn't win it uh and that's now the second trap in a row where somebody 
couldn't really win no matter what they did. Um, yeah, we're definitely so. seeing a pattern here. Right. Um, and so like this right here, um, we're about 15 minutes into the movie at this point, I'd say. Yeah. We've already seen like three pretty graphic scenes. Yes. Uh, we've already seen a major character die. Uh, yes. It's, it's been quite an eventful beginning to this movie so far. So it has. <laughs> yeah. And that's just like sort of the prelude here. We're getting into the main meat of the story here. Um, we see Dr. Lynn Denlin uh, getting up and going to work at the hospital. She, um, she clearly has some sort of problems with her marriage or her relationship, whatever. She's um, like, wake, she gets up in bed with this guy and they're, they're having some sort of tiff about her having to go to the hospital. Yes. Uh, she says like, as she's leaving, she says, what do you want from me? And he says, a divorce. It's so. extremely melodrama. It's like a soap opera. <laughs> yeah. It's like the equivalent to in Saul one when like Dr. Gordon's wife was like, I just want you to break down and tell me you hate me. At least there'd be some passion in it. Um, it's like the same level of drama. I'm like, who are these like people in these weird romantic entanglements? Like, why can't they just like talk like normal humans? They have to like live in a soap opera. Um, yeah. There are some big soap opera moments in, uh, in this Saw series here. Um, yeah. So she, she goes to the hospital. She has this moment where she, she saves a kid's life, but she had to like, she had to be paged to come to the surgery because like they couldn't find her. She's like slacking off, I guess here. Right. Um, so she's not, she's not taking her job very seriously. She's sort of lost. Um, she's clearly having some issues and then yeah. she goes back to the, the locker room and she's just sort of breaking down and weeping. And then she gets kidnapped by the pig mask person. <laughs> <laughs> The pig mask person. Yeah. Um, we don't know who it is at this point, but, um, but there is no pig there. The pig mask person has been very active so far in this yes. movie. Um, so Lynn wakes up uh, like uh, chained to a wheelchair. Right. Uh, she's in like sort of a derelict looking hospital room. Sort of there's like, you know, there's medical tools around there's a hospital bed and everything, but it's clearly like a very makeshift setup. It's in like a dirty warehouse room or something. Right. It's, it looks very creepy. It's like, yeah, it's really not, not ideal. It does not look like a fun place to wake up. I got to say. It doesn't look like a good place to perform any sort of medical procedure either. It's like, it's like something out of a nightmare. Like, Oh, they're, they're going to operate on you here. Ha ha. <laughs> uh yeah so she wakes up here and she sees jigsaw or um well john kramer she doesn't see she wakes up first just in the wheelchair and she's just like sort of laying there i mean she's just sitting there so she doesn't see him yet right <laughs> doesn't she see him then I think doesn't doesn't Amanda take her there? Like it's first, like uh, she sees Amanda first, and then she ca she carries her into the room because there's that whole part where she wakes up and she's in the wheelchair in that like industrial room, and she's just like, "What is this place? What is this place?" And um, it's like the, the worst acting I've ever seen in like the right, entire yes. franchise. 
um, yeah. stuff like that, and then Amanda like grabs her and wheels her aggressively into the. the yeah, room. it's unclear why they just left her like strapped to a wheelchair in like the like what storage room or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> and that's so she sees John Kramer on the bed there. He's like he's got oxygen. He's uh got like a lot of tubes coming out of him. He's clearly not doing very well. As we've seen previously, he is a cancer patient. So clearly he's um, in the later stages here. He's not uh, not long for this world. Right. Right. Um, yeah, well, that makes sense because the last we saw him, he had been beaten into an inch of his life by Detective Matthews and left in a car. So... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, even if the cancer... Um, wasn't that bad. Like that beating must have been pretty bad as well. And uh, you know, his immune system's probably not too great to help him recover from that. I really like your lead on that sentence. Even if the cancer wasn't that bad. <laughs> yeah, the, the cancer the wasn't terminal enough. illness he has. If it wasn't that bad, um <laughs> who knows? Um so basically Lynn has been brought here to keep Jigsaw alive. Um, Correct. And the the reason she's been selected supposedly is because she was a doctor at the same hospital as Dr. Gordon when um, John Kramer was receiving his treatment there. So he right. knows that she's like one of the best of the best from his time there. Right. And so she has, um, she has to keep John alive at all costs. And in order to ensure that she will, they put this collar on her that has a bunch of shotgun shells in it, like lined up directly at her face. Um, and it's attached to Jigsaw's heart rate monitor. And right. It, so as long as he's alive and his heart's beating normally, it's fine. But as soon as he flatlines, this thing's going to go off and blow her face off. Yeah, it's really... It's quite the setup here. Um, I gotta say, the the team Jigsaw is really, really elaborate, and really should have just considered a job in the tech industry. Like they Definitely. they've got some skills here. If they somehow rigged this like like makeshift ass MacGyvered shotgun collar or whatever to like <laughs> blow up if Jigsaw flatlines, like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, we could see uh, Jigsaw Corporation doing pretty well in the tech industry. Dear God, Jigsaw Corporation. <laughs> they, it's like oh. who who sets up the games in, um, what's that movie? We Escape Room. <laughs> Escape Room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe it is. Maybe there's going to be a crossover. Who knows? Right. A lot of people pointed out the similarities there. Um, so, yeah, basically, she's going to have to keep him alive. And the time limit for her task is that there's this other guy who's going to be going through a bunch of trials in the same building. And as soon as he completes all of his tasks, then they're going to let her go. Right. And um, so we sort of get, uh, at this point, we get a lot of cutting between uh, both this like little makeshift hospital scene and the other guy who's going through his tasks. So um, why don't we just explain one at a time what happens in each of these scenes here? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, first of all, in the uh, in the hospital scene, um, Lynn figures out that John is suffering from this great swelling in the brain that's um, causing him to have these uh, blackouts and uh, causing his heart to stop at times. Right. Uh, and that she's going to have to perform an operation to uh, to prevent this, to uh, make him not have these problems. Um, it's kind of absurd. Like, <laughs> they're like, we have brought you into this place and now you will perform surgery basically solo on yeah. his brain. You're going to uh, perform brain surgery in this janky ass warehouse. Yeah. But, it's like uh, a truly upsetting <laughs> ask. Like, what? She can't do that. Um, yeah. And uh, Lynn definitely doesn't want to do this. She's trying to convince Amanda that he has to go to a hospital. Uh, right. That there's no way she can perform this here. And she's just like, you're doing it here. What do you need? <laughs> <laughs> yes. It's very like, like Lynn just keeps insisting. She's like, we need to get him to a hospital. And Amanda's like, no hospitals. I said, no hospitals. Um, and it's like a very like heated exchange. Um, so Amanda's like, what do you need? I'll go get it for you. Which is also an absurd thing. What is Amanda going to do? Go rob a hospital? Like, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm not entirely sure how she gets this stuff. Um, she just had a lot of like, anesthetic and uh surgery tools just lying around anywhere yeah she's like she's like okay i'll go get it and so lynn is like okay i need some like anesthetic or whatever which also by the way is hilarious because amanda like goes and gets this for her and then at actual surgery time she's like you're gonna use a general anesthetic yeah why do you think lynn asked for it just for fun um but then um (laughs) she, she doesn't use a general anesthetic though she has to he has to be awake for it, which is another big part of it. But they, right. they do use anesthetic on like his scalp. Right. So he can't feel so he it. Feel he it. just like um and then uh, she's like, What do you need? And Lynn then goes, and a power drill. Like <laughs> it's like the most dramatic, like <laughs> so matter of fact, a power drill. A Great. Power drill. We get to see someone perform brain surgery with a power drill in this movie. Also, surely, um, when this surgery is actually performed, there's, like, a specific type of tool that hospitals will use, not just, like, the power drill I use to put together my bookshelf. Like, Right. Well, <laughs> I mean, presumably, they'd have, like, a precision surgical drill for something right. like this. But that is they're, – they're making do with what they have here. They're right. very much using, like, a piece of hardware equipment here okay um, yeah they are <laughs> so yeah this is like sort of the the centerpiece scene of the movie i'd say they they really went all out on the special effects here it looks pretty yeah. cool yeah it's, i would say that the entire like lynn trajectory of the movie is like built just for this scene to happen um yeah, they just want they were like let's just show off a brain surgery let's do it <laughs> um and it, so, I mean, it looks good. I mean, the way like cutting into his head, opening his skull, all of that is good. It's good work. Um, yeah, she uses cool. like a weird circular saw on his skull. Um, yeah. She has to like drill these four holes in his skull and then like connect them with the cir- circular saw. 
Yeah. She's like connecting the dots. It's like, and like, she just like lowers a circular saw into his skull. I'm like, it's round. You're going to hit his brain. Like, <laughs> you're going to cut him open. Um, I mean, I guess he's already open, but like, like you're going to cut his brain open and then he won't survive and then your head won't survive. Um, but that's, I mean, obviously she does it. She pulls out a mm. large square of his brain. And then the brain has, like, a film over top of it. I don't really know a lot about the brain, uh, I gotta say. (laughs) But, like, when she, like, removes that, like, layer of film from the brain, that's, like, very upsetting to me for some reason. Like, what is that? (laughs) Why do you need to cut that? No, I was was wondering about that. you, like, dip out for too long. um, (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part is when she's just about to cut into the skull with the circular saw. And she says, okay, you're going to hear a lot of noise. (laughs) Yeah, there's a circular saw in my head. Like, I better hear a lot of noise. If I don't, I'm probably dead. Um, Yeah, that's true. So, yeah, I do like that. Um, I like how the whole time it's happening, Amanda's, like, basically useless. Like, she's just, like, I don't really understand Amanda. Like, just, like, as a human, um, she's, like, very emotional and upset about this whole situation but then like some minutes she'll be like really like a hard ass and is like yelling at lan and I'm like what's wrong with you which person are you i don't understand yeah um, she's like also very devoted to jigsaw clearly she's like obsessed with him but also she's like unwilling to take orders from him when it contradicts with what she wants to do so yeah. it's like are you really like following this guy or not what is your deal here it's like a really weird parent child situation. Like, yeah, definitely. Like, um, which I guess is like the point. Like, it's supposed to be like a weird, like, father daughter, I hope. Um, but I don't know. Is it only father daughter? There's a little, I don't know. There's, <sighs> I don't want to say it. I don't want you to think it. I don't want you to bring it up. I want to pretend that there is no possible. Don't think it, don't say it. Don't think it, don't say it. Um, there's no other implications about the nature of their relationship. I don't want to even imagine that. That's disturbing. Um, That's some serious Stockholm syndrome. (laughs) Um, Well, it is worth mentioning that while um, Lynn is cutting into uh, Jigsaw's skull, he's sort of having these flashbacks. You can see, like, from his point of view, these flashbacks that he's having um, of him, like, walking in a park with a woman, uh, presumably his wife or girlfriend, and yes like they're just having a grand old time he's recording her for some reason we don't know why (laughs) (laughs) that's not explained it's like it's clearly during happier times when he wasn't a serial killer yeah it's Uh, like 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 early fall or something like in like i don't know like upstate somewhere i don't know what upstate of what i don't know but like like that's what it says to me and they're like walking through this park and everything's beautiful and he's like i love you and she's like I love you too. She's like 20 years his junior. Like, it's like, great. This is weird. Um, what's <laughs> going on? Um, but it's like a very important scene. So, <laughs> because from there on, this this woman is going to come back in a major way in all of the later movies. Yeah. Um, so really, in a way, like they might have built the whole hospital sequence or the Lynn Denlin hospital sequence, whatever, just for this one scene with the surgery. But that one scene of the surgery really opens up like a plot for the entire rest of the series. So it's extremely important. Um, Also worth mentioning that as he's like having these flashbacks, he's like, I love you. 
to um, Lynn, who is just like, well, I'm performing surgery, so this is weird. And <laughs> yes. But Amanda looks real upset about that. She is not happy at Jigsaw saying that he loves her. Even though it's like, I mean, it's clear to anybody like who can see him that he's not lucid. He probably doesn't even see Lynn. He's just like, he's clearly like having a, like a stroke or something. Um, yeah, he's having brain surgery. He's not exactly entirely with it at this yeah, moment. Yeah, he's not coherent. So, but Amanda is just like real pissed. So she's so jealous. She's like fuming over there. And after that happens, she gets like way more aggressive with Lynn. Um, yes. At a certain point, she even like takes out a gun and is threatening her. And it's like a really <laughs> weird, weird move. It's like this is the woman keeping this man that you have a weird daddy love for alive. Yeah. So, <laughs> and like Jigsaw's trying to calm her down. She's like, Lynn is very more important to you than you think. Uh, even with you holding that gun, it is she who holds your life in her hands. Yeah, and Amanda's like, no, she doesn't fucking. She doesn't mean anything to me. Um, yeah, that just pisses her off more. She's like, yeah. No, she's not having that. Uh, At that point, like, after, like, the I love you sequence or whatever, she's also sort of, like, acting like a woman scorned. She's like, she's like, now I'm, like, mad at you because you're into Lynn or whatever. And it's like, I don't know what's going on. Like, like, Amanda, are you okay? (laughs) (laughs) She's very clearly not okay. She's extremely Um, not okay. Um, (laughs) So we, we also get a lot of flashbacks here of Amanda, um... From like her first time being in the Jigsaw Trap, which is her introduction to him. Um, And also through her helping him set up some of the other traps from Saw 1 and Saw 2. Mm -hmm. And him like sort of mentoring her. And you also see her having like the self-harm issues that she talked about in Saw 2. So, uh, and that's still Right, so she's like clearly like still sort of, yeah. She is going through it, as they say. Yeah. And um, I think the most interesting part here is that we get to see all three hairstyles that Amanda has rocked throughout the uh, first three installments of Saw here. Yeah, absolutely. We get flashbacks to each one. Uh, She's definitely been uh, sporting a different, unique style in each one. She has the the long, uh, straight hair in this one. In the second yes. one, she had like sort of shorter, kind of crazy hair. And the first one, it was <laughs> yeah, and the, she kind of looked like she'd cut her hair off with like a like a chef's knife or something. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. Also, like, I have some questions about the passage of time here because how long has it been? Because how did she grow her hair out like that? Um, yeah, it's yeah, very I- long now. Like it's much longer than it was in Saw Two, and right. yet we saw like the scene with detective Matthews right at the beginning of this. So clearly saw two hasn't been that long ago. Right. Exactly. Um, but yeah, Amanda is sort of like, like, like an evanescent style goth icon in this one. She's like got long, dark hair. She's wearing like a red tank top and some like black cargo capris that like look like she shopped at hot, hot topic for them. Um, <laughs> it's like, okay. Um, <laughs> so that, basically sums up the hospital scene up until the end which we'll right. loop back to so of why course. don't we cover jeff's story now jeff jeff, jeff. oh jeff my name is jeff <laughs> <laughs> 
Jeff is uh, the guy who has to complete the series of tasks, who was mentioned earlier. Yes. Jeff is the uh, father of two, or now of one, because because (laughs) his son died in a tragic hit-and-run accident. Yeah. Um, And he's still very distraught over this. It's not clear Uh, how long it's been. It's probably been a couple years. It's, Um, yeah. And he is like, I mean, he is like fully in it. He is going through it in the biggest way possible. He is not okay. Uh, our introduction to Jeff is basically like how we learn like what kind of person he is. Is like he's at home pointing a gun in the mirror, being like <laughs> pretending that he's talking to the guy who killed hit his son. He's um, like, I'll "Kill you! I'll fucking kill you!" <laughs> yeah, like, oh man, and like you are insane. Uh, meanwhile, his daughter like took a toy out of their late son's bedroom and is like oh like sleeping with it and he's like what did i tell you we never touch stuff in his room and his daughter is like clearly like upset and hurt and also going through it but yeah dad doesn't seem to care um he's got the son's room like perfectly preserved the way it was when he died as like real creepy that very much not uh dealing with this in a healthy way no and uh, so that's what he's going through. He wakes up in. He wakes <laughs> up. <laughs> he wakes up in a wooden crate on a forklift, in like this raised way. in the air. There is virtually no reason for it. Like <laughs> it's so strange. He's he's in this crate. Like you, he, he wakes up. You see, he's like he's surrounded by the walls of the crate. And he starts like rocking it, and you can see the like, you cut to the outside, you see it on this forklift just shaking it around. It's like, why put him in this thing? Like, this doesn't really add any more challenge to him completing the task. This is well, just the challenge annoying. it adds is it's like he could have fallen off the forklift and broken his neck and died and had no chance to complete any of the tasks. It's like, like oh, oh, I guess uh game over. Could you imagine if Amanda had just like come back in and been like, hey, Jigsaw, um, he tried to start, but he actually just like cracked his head open. So <laughs> he's that, not yeah. getting through it. Uh, but he doesn't break his neck. He instead um, falls off, breaks out of the crate like freaking Donkey Kong. And <laughs> he, he he plays his tape from Jigsaw and it basically explains to him that he's um, he's so obsessed with vengeance He's so obsessed with um, the idea of making the guy who killed his son pay that he's like ignoring every other aspect of his life. He's ignoring his marriage, ignoring his child. Um, he's not he's not living, really. He's just focused entirely on vengeance. And Jigsaw wants right, to... Right, he's let, let himself be totally consumed. Yeah. Um, so Jigsaw wants to push him to look past vengeance and find a way to let forgiveness into his life. It's such a weird, like thinking about jigsaw being like, let forgiveness into your life. When jigsaw is like the least forgiving person in the entire world. (laughs) Um. No, Uh, jigsaw (laughs) will like put you in a trap if you double parked one time or something. So honestly, (laughs) um, so yeah. So Jeff basically has to wander some like flicker light hallways um, and like read cryptic cards that say things like open the door, Jeff, 
um, <laughs> the whole time. So that's like a really fun thing for Jeff. He's having a real good time out here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he is not, to be clear. He's like, <laughs> he's angry. He's very angry. Um, uh, Jeff is Lots played. Of angry men in the Saw franchise. They yes. really like to just like put angry men through it. Um, which like respectable. That's a good choice. Saul. Angry men um, get exposed in this for sure. Yeah. Um, uh, Jeff is played by Angus McFadden, which is one of the bigger, um, well, I, I, we, we had a few big actors in Saul one, but, right. um, Angus McFadden is, I think one of the few actors that I actually recognize out of, um, the later installments. Right. And, um, he's like pretty... we're calling Saul three, a later installment, later installment, um, it's it's about midway. I guess four is really the beginning of the midpoint. Right. Um, so he uh, has to complete these series of challenges. The first one, um, he goes into this like walk-in freezer type area. And um, yes, <laughs> there's a, a fully naked woman in there, like sort of suspended from the ceiling. Yes. Um, and this is like, I don't think we've seen nudity before in this movie. You know, like usually horror movies kind of do try to slip in the nudity as well to be like, oh, there's violence and nudity. It's all kinds of fun going on here. Right. Uh, but Saw doesn't really do that very much. So this is a little unusual. It um, is. And it's very unsexy. No, it's there's like zero sex appeal in any of the Saw franchise, which is sort of nice because most horror movies try to add some sexy scenes. Um there is yeah. like no sex here. <laughs> no, this is very like vulnerable nudity, very like clinical kind of, I don't know, exposed right. feeling yeah. here. Um, so she's in this free freezer and um, th- this woman is the only witness to um, Jeff's son's accident. Right. And uh, she could have said something to the cops or, um, you know, told them what happened. But instead, she left. And as a result, there wasn't enough evidence to put away the guy who killed Jeff's son. Right. And so Jeff obviously has a lot of animosity towards this person. Um, and yeah. his challenge is like whether he is willing to show mercy to her to save her or else she's going to die right in front of him. Right. Because um, the, there's water being sprayed on her in like these sort of um, successive bursts. And um, basically she's going to freeze to death there unless he can get this key from behind uh, like a bunch of frozen pipes. Right. Which is kind of a weird challenge for him. It's like really weird. And also I don't understand this room at all. Like, <laughs> like there's just like a main area of the room. And then suddenly at the back wall, it's just like a ton of pipes. I mean, like just like a ton for no reason. Um, and he just has to reach back and get the key and unlock it. Basically unlock her handcuffs and also the door so that he can leave um, before he like, I guess catches pneumonia. But like, yeah, he, I don't know. It's like very, it's a very weird task. Um, yeah. Um, cause presumably, I mean, he didn't really have to suffer much to help her and well, he would have had to get that key anyway to get out. 
Right. So he had to get the key no matter what. So the question was, can you save her life? Um, like, do you have it in you to forgive her enough to do that instead of letting her die? Because he clearly wants people to die. We've seen that since the beginning. He points yeah. guns at himself in the mirror um, and pretends that he's not himself in the mirror. Whatever. Um <laughs> He, yeah, but he does suffer because you see, he gets his face stuck to a pipe. <laughs> yeah. It's and like rips off a large chunk of skin. Christmas story so, style there. That's very Christmas story, but like Christmas story upped on the ratings. Yeah. Um, um, it's pretty gruesome. And like, he could have just put his sweater over his face so that, that wouldn't happen. Jeff is low key a dumbass. <laughs> So <laughs> doesn't make the best decisions here. No. But, um, so he rips off like a big chunk of his face on that pipe. And while um, this is all happening, because he's gotten the key, that's how he gets the key. He has to put his face on the pole and then he can reach it because it's very far away. I don't know what Jigsaw was like. If Jeff just didn't have arms long enough, I don't know what Jigsaw's plan was. Um, it's a good thing Jeff can suddenly stretch. Yeah. So um, good thing he's now Gumby. But yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> he also survived that fall out of the crate, so he's um he's pretty springy, I'd say. Yeah, he's durable. Um, Jeff is a durable man. Um, definitely. not uh, mentally durable. <laughs> no, turns no. Out. um, not, not the strong suit there. But while that's happening, he turns around, and it turns out that poor Danica, hanging naked in the, the cold room, is completely encased in ice now, as though <laughs> Sub Zero walked in and froze her. Um, <laughs> it makes no sense. I don't know how that happened. I mean, and it is thick ice. It's not just like, oh, she's got some ice crusted on her body. Oh no, this is like fully encased. It's a lot of ice. How cold is this room? Like, it must be very cold. I mean, zero degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, it's actually absolute zero. But like, it's sub zero. Uh, <laughs> oh. Um, but uh, one of the funny things. One of my favorite lines from like right before she gets frozen, she's like, she's pleading with him. She's like, please, I'm going to die. And he yells back, he died. (laughs) (laughs) He died and you didn't do anything. What kind of an answer is that, Jeff? Like, Like, what is that supposed to mean? Okay, he did die. Uh, Other people die too. Um, People die every day, Jeff. Not to take away from your your trauma. Um. Uh, so yeah, he fails to save her. She just turns into a block of ice right away. He sort of like taps on her face to try to like get it get it off her, I guess, and it just sort of shatters. Yeah, um, it couldn't have been that long that she was encased in ice. She probably was just running out of oxygen. She might have lived just with some yeah. like ice burns or something. Um, but he doesn't bother to try. He just like then leaves. Um, <laughs> so. Yeah, so uh, strike one for Jeff there. Not didn't didn't save that one. It was like almost a swing, but definitely a miss. Like he like <laughs> sort of like the bat like moved a little bit, and then he was like, no, nah, never mind. Um, so <laughs> rip rip Danica. Um, yeah. So, uh, but we have no time to linger here. We're on to the next test. Um, Jeff goes into this very strange room, indeed. Which I so that like this whole building, presumably, I think we have to infer is an old slaughterhouse. Um, Uh, I hope so. It sort of makes sense why they would have a walk in freezer there. Some of the other 
aspects of the building point to this, but this is this room is the best indication here. It's an extremely um, large old slaughterhouse. I mean, this is like it's like a multi-story slaughterhouse with like a lot of bizarre rooms and <laughs> I don't know what's going on in this slaughterhouse. It's sort of I don't get it. He like goes from like ice room to suddenly he's in this like weird bizarre vaulted ceiling room. It's like weird macabre test track. Um, <laughs> he is like running around and I, I just don't get it. Like as we, we find some developments about what's in this building and I don't understand how this one building housed all of these different things. Um, <laughs> this so. is, this is basically yeah test track at, uh, Epcot. You get the, yes. get the cold room and get the, you, you get a room with a furnace next. Um, there's fire in the next room. There's like a weird incinerator. Um, <laughs> we'll talk about that. Um, imagine if uh, imagine if one day Epcot got abandoned and then uh, Jigsaw could turn Test Track into his own little uh, trap. That's actually what Test Track is. Test Track <laughs> is just like an elaborate Jigsaw trap. Um, we don't know that yet, but um, one day we will all find out, much to our dismay, that Jigsaw has been putting people through it in the in the Test Track at Epcot. Um, yeah, at night all the tests become real, and then uh, oh, the tests become real. People come, people get baked sort of in the heat room. It's like night at the museum, but like much scarier. <laughs> the tests become real. Um. That is a very terrible version of night at the museum. <laughs> <laughs> um, exactly the same, but everything kills you. You know. <laughs> um, could you imagine? That'd be terrible. Like you're in the car too. You have to be in like the fake car running around. Um, so. Yeah. So, so this next room, um, there's this big vat in it. Um, oh, very like at least a, a full story tall. And then there's also incinerator, um, nearby. And Jeff soon discovers that the judge from his son's case is trapped at the bottom of this vat. He's like, uh, like, neck cuffed to the bottom yeah it's like a chain it's like a like a chain around his neck basically that's keeping him down so he can't lift his head basically he can lift anything else but he can't lift his head right um so he's we will find is important Um, very much he's trapped at the bottom of this vat and um jeff's test is he has to burn all of his son's belongings in the incinerator to get the key to rescue this judge Yes. Um, once again, making a personal sacrifice to save someone that he clearly has some negative feelings towards. Right. Um, so <laughs> as soon as this tape finishes, um, these, <laughs> these rotten pigs start moving along this sort of track over the, um, over the vat. And they start getting dropped into this um, this grinder mechanism at the top of it, which grinds them into a slurry, and then ah! it fills up the vat. <laughs> so the, so the, the vat... judge is being slowly drowned in blended rotten pig corpses. <laughs> it's like insane. And also, these are like the biggest fucking pig corpses that have They're like huge. ever existed. Why is Jigsaw obsessed with pigs? Like, what's he Jigsaw's really pig is. thing? Like, yeah. um, it's disgusting. I mean, these pigs are like maggoty and like yeah. running. Like, they are like brown. I don't know what's going on. Yeah, I don't know where he got them. 
did the did the fucking slaughterhouse shut down and leave its dead animals inside? Like, <laughs> I guess so. And there's a lot of them too. There's yeah. like there's at least like fifteen or twenty of these things that go in there that we see uh, that just yeah. that we see. Yeah, there's probably you know, even more during the cutaways that keep getting dropped through because there's definitely a lot of pig guts in there by the end. Uh, Jesus. Uh, the, this is probably one of the most disgusting scenes in all of Saw. Yeah. Um, this is That's a very a ridiculous one. trap. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, <you> know. <laughs> I mean, he could have just had the tank, like, filling with water or something. <laughs> I know! It could have just been, like, piping water in. That probably would have been more economic. That would have like, been the same economic. threat. Yeah, um, he but... still would have died. Instead, it's like, these horrifying pig guts. He's like, I have decided that the only acceptable trap for this judge who presided over the case is to drown him in blended pig. Like... That's disgusting, Jigsaw. That's some yeah. shit. Like, <laughs> he must have really hated this judge. Uh, I think Jigsaw, you know, Jigsaw doesn't like, we already know he doesn't like police. He doesn't, he doesn't like it doctors. Turns out he doesn't like the law enforcement system at all. Yeah. So I yeah. guess he doesn't like judges either. Uh, yeah. He really he really just wanted this guy to suffer one way or another. He's like, even if he doesn't drown, he's going to be pretty grossed out. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, he's going to smell like dead pig for the rest of, like, his life probably um so it's real upsetting i gotta say i don't i just have so many questions about it i don't know how long he like did he keep pig corpses after somehow attaining this defunct slaughterhouse just in case he decided to have a trap where he drowned somebody in rotting pig like i don't what was the point i have questions about how he got the defunct slaughterhouse yeah I can't think of a worse place to be than a defunct slaughterhouse. I mean, <laughs> there are a lot of bad places in this world. Presumably there's a hell somewhere. I would rather be in hell than in a defunct slaughterhouse. <laughs> like, this it's is the worst place. place. Can you imagine Jigsaw being like, Amanda, I need you to get me 20 pig corpses. <laughs> Make sure they're very rotten and have maggots crawling all over them. <laughs> I mean, yeah. How how did he task her with that? Like, how long had he been setting up for this precise moment? Just for this. Like, did he acquire pigs and let them rot? And <laughs> then and then create the trap? Like, was he like, okay, I've got to get the pigs and let them rot, and then we can enact this master plan that I have with, <laughs> with Jeff. We've got to wait, though. So he's just going to keep being like, a murder liability possibly on the suicide watch list or something like we're just going to keep doing we're just going to wait until the pigs have yeah. rotted enough and are maggoty uh, i don't know the pigs need another week we're gonna have to gonna push this back a little bit push back well jigsaw jeff today was pointing a gun in the mirror if he'd accidentally fired you know he'd probably die um no fine we have to keep waiting the pigs maggots. aren't maggoty enough um okay <laughs> so <laughs> So Jeff goes through with it, finally, burning the son's belongings. They're all like, you can see all his teddy bears and photographs and everything in this incinerator. Um, and when he you know, hits the button to burn it, there's a key in there among with the belongings. And the key 
falls down into like the ashtray below um saying he yeah digs that key out of there he does has to dive into the pig guts pit to save the guy it's also like the incinerating scene is possibly one of the most dramatic scenes in saw i mean saw three is just extremely dramatic as a whole um there's a lot of soapy moments but specifically burning his son's possessions as the score suddenly is like overwhelmingly loud and like sentimental and he's just watching like this tiny pink pig doll get burned which is like a very very like Saul was proud of itself for having the son's prized stuffed animal be a small pink pig while <laughs> a man is being drowned in rotting brown pigs. pigs that are very large um so Saul I don't understand the pig thing I really don't but Saul was really in it and the score here is a nightmare it's really not Saul's best moment um <laughs> I really yeah. hate the score right there. It like drives me insane every time I watch it. I'm like, just like turn it down a little bit. Like, I'd rather just hear the fire. Is Jeff crying? Can I just hear his tears? Like, was that an option? Um, nope. <laughs> so uh Jeff saves the guy the judge from this disgusting predicament. Uh, not pulls, before the judge's face goes under the pig guts, though. Yeah, of course. Um, the judge does not come out easy from this whole no. situation. He's uh, he's covered in all the pig guts still. Um, his clothes are obviously ruined, but on repair. Um, he gets oh, out yeah, of this. I would be naked immediately. I mean, I just got to say. That's like, <laughs> these are coming off right now. Um, <laughs> he gets out of there and he's like, he's throwing up almost immediately. And uh, yeah, <laughs> as you would. Uh, and this isn't the first vomit scene we get in this movie either. Cause, um, there's a part with uh jigsaw in the hospital where he starts like having a seizure and he throws up like a whole bowl of oatmeal there. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> That's a good description of it. It's real upsetting. Yeah. I, I just always remember the way it looks in that scene for some reason because he's just like, Whoa, uh, uh, and oh. it's like, it's very shocking. Um, it's very memorable. Um, we've covered a lot of good uh, vomit scenes in horror here too. Up between that and Hostel, the uh, oh, the terrified vomiting. The terrified vomiting is upsetting. That's yeah. there's some real good vomit and torture porn. Um, <laughs> that's what we come here for um, we come here for the vomit well, scenes we should okay. rank movies by how good their vomit scenes are <laughs> alright yeah we'll figure that one out at some point so um, they're moving on at this point uh, Jeff's actually saved somebody here so kudos to Jeff uh, so the judge is accompanying him on the rest of his journey yeah I can't believe he saved someone in the pig blender room I mean <laughs> of all the rooms um, at least we didn't have to see somebody drown in pig guts. Yeah, no, that would have been pretty gross. Um, not that I really would not have been happy. Really um, so the judge is like convincing him that like he has to, you know, he has to do right by these tasks. He can't like he has to try to save the other people like he saved him. Because... Well, the judge is kind of a nightmare because the judge, while he's like trying to be drowned in pig guts, is also like, I can help you. <laughs> Get hip, get the the guy who killed your son a longer sentence. I can, I we can do this. And it's like, what? You can't just go back and resentence him. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that's not legal. I mean, I, I don't, don't know think, why, but 
No, no, no. I'm pretty sure you can't do that. But no. I don't know. I'm not a lawyer. Um, <laughs> so anyway, they arrive in the, the final task room. And this is where Jeff comes face to face with the guy who killed his son. Um, and he's trapped in this extremely elaborate trap, which is definitely the most elaborate thing we've seen so far, where he's uh, locked into this metal truss structure that's all around him. Um, he's got spikes in his hands and feet that are holding him into it. Um, God. And basically the way this thing works is that it'll um, it'll rotate each one of his limbs past its breaking point and just like twist it around. Uh, yeah. <laughs> one at a time. Like and one limb at a time. It's it's a lot. For some reason, Jigsaw calls this trap the rack, which not only is that not a very creative name, but I just keep really... thinking I'm gonna see like a large pair of breasts instead it, of like <laughs> like <laughs> it also doesn't describe what it actually does, but okay. Um yeah. this is more colloquially known as the crucifix trap. Yes. Um, and that's a more appropriate name not only is he literally nailed into it just like he were being crucified he's like the way he's strung out like he's like got his arms out like spread eagle like yeah it's very much a crucifix um right and that also is like thematically like calling it the crucifix makes more sense because of the way like jeff perceives this man who is the man who hit his son and killed him um so it's like sort of like i mean the crucifix just makes more sense I don't know why Jigsaw went with the rack. Some dumbass unthematic thinking, Jigsaw. Like, Jigsaw and you're all about thematic. drama and poetry, so you should have been all over calling it the crucifix. Come on, John. Yeah. Well, Jigsaw does have a very poetic uh, moment here where he asks John if he's willing to take a bullet for the man who killed his son. Yep. So Jeff's yeah. challenge here is that in order to get the key that'll unlock the trap he has to it's a lot of keys yeah lots of keys three. lots there. of keys um jeff has to pull this key out of this plexiglass box and yeah. it's attached to the trigger on a shotgun so right, basically so. supposedly he has to shoot himself to get this key um, but what Jeff tries to do instead is, by hand, stop the twisting mechanisms of the crucifix trap. <laughs> He's, like, grabbing on, just, like, holding on, like, maybe it'll stop turning if I touch it. No, Jeff. Gotta go get like, Insidious the last key. Like, <laughs> you gotta pull it out. Come on. He's like, yeah, he's like, stop, stop. Like, no, like nobody's gonna stop this thing. Don't you know anything by now? Yeah, Jigsaw's not going to just be like, all yeah. right, fine. Like, not just going to end. Um, so yeah. while he's trying to, like, just, like, grab the stupid thing, the judge is like, oh, maybe I can get the key without getting shot. And then the moment he realizes he's going to get shot, he, like, backs off. And he's like, you got to do this, Jeff. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like, never funny. mind. <laughs> never mind. This is your task. I'm just going to sit back. Yeah, he's like, oh, I got this. I got this. And then he realizes that he'll he, he'll get hurt. And he's like, oh, never mind. Uh, Jeff, come on. Come on. Come on. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff, you got to do it. You got to do it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so um, 
we we get to see well we don't get to see it's not like a privilege we have to see um like all four of this guy's limbs get snapped and twisted backward in a very gruesome fashion it's um, like you see his skin like ripping which like ripping skin is a shockingly horrifying thing to see yeah um <laughs> like these uh yeah these are beyond compound fractures these are just like I don't even know. It's like when you take like a long thing of Play-Doh and then just sort of twist it. You oh. ever seen that? <laughs> yeah, it's like stringy in parts and like uh, mm. it's it's pretty gruesome. Uh this is definitely up there with the most gruesome scenes in all of Saw, I would say. Yeah, this is pretty bad. This is real bad. Um, so, um Jeff finally is going over trying to get the key uh about the time that it's breaking his legs um and he's sort of trying to unscrew the thing that's holding the key onto the string so he can pull it off without having to actually tug on the string um it's also yeah it's some stupid shit jeff (laughs) um so and then when he gets it off the gun does go off but it misses Jeff entirely and it hits the judge behind him full on in the face. Yeah. Like literally just like in the face, wrong place, wrong time judge. Like, yeah. So, but clearly like if he just stepped out of the way and pulled the thing in the first place and actually told the judge to get out of the way, nobody would have gotten hurt here. Yeah. Like this, this thing was not really designed in a way that someone had to get hurt. It was just, like they totally bungled it, so someone did because they're both dumbasses. Dumbass Jeff, like Jeff is a nightmare. If I ever met Jeff in real life, I'd be like, "You're an idiot. Do you hold a job?" I it's <laughs> unclear. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think he has a job. I think his job is like getting drunk at eleven and like screaming in the mirror and holding a gun. I hope he doesn't have a job. He should not have any responsibility whatsoever for anything ever. <laughs> He's a nightmare. He's literally like the most incompetent man I've ever seen in my life. Um, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. He couldn't just save poor Danica. He had to take so long and let the judge almost drown in pig blender. Like, I really, Jeff and I, I really don't like Jeff. So. I have some words for Jeff. I have, I uh, do have some words for Jeff. <laughs> so um, he gets the key out. At this point, the the trap is twisting around the guy's neck. Mm-hmm. So it's going to like snap his neck, turn it all the way around owl style. Um, and Timothy is very upset about this. Timothy being the guy in the rack trap, the crucifix yeah, trap. Understandably so. Um, yeah, he's like, wait, I don't want this part. Can we not do this? Um, it's like, yeah, I feel you. <laughs> definitely, definitely, definitely. Um so Jeff is like going over to unlock the thing and he drops the key. <laughs> Which like how many times have we seen people drop keys in an important moment in this franchise? Uh, yeah, Saul has more fumbles than like a bad football game. Like uh, nobody here can hold anything. <laughs> yeah. Um of all the key drops that we've seen in here, the one person who actually managed to hold on to the key was Detective Carrie after she had her hands like horribly burned with the acid. Because <laughs> Detective Carrie is a bamf. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm never <laughs> going to be over her premature death in the Saw franchise. Ah, such a shame. 
She should have been last woman standing. I swear. <sighs> She's also a ginger. Not going to say oh. biased, but. <laughs> ginger pride. Ginger pride. Um, so, yeah, it it's part like he drops the key and then he doesn't really go to find it. He just once again tries to like stop the thing with his hands and he's just yelling out like, I forgive him. I forgive him. But like that's not doing anything. So yeah, what does he think that's gonna do? The guy it, just dies. not listening. Like, so yeah, he dies. Jeff fails his last task, or so we think. Um, he goes out. Um, of At this that... point, Jeff has let every person he was had the opportunity to save die. Yeah, because like, even even the judge is dead now after yeah. he saved him the first time. So whoopee. Um, Jeff is an absolute fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So uh, he goes out of that room and down yet another poorly lit hallway and he finds a box with a gun in it and it that says and a note that says last chance, Jeff. Um <laughs> last chance, Jeff. Yes. And so we'll leave off there for a moment. Back in the hospital yes. room. Um, things are very much coming to a head here. Um, Amanda is threatening Lynn with this gun. John is saying like that this isn't part of the game, that this isn't part of his philosophy or whatever. And Amanda reveals that she hasn't really been following Jigsaw's rules all along. Um, I really, really enjoy this whole sequence. Um, she's like, yeah, I'm a murderer. I'm like, oh, God, you're, like, proud of it. Like, a badge of honor for you, huh? Yeah. Um, so we see her um, going back into the room where Adam and uh, Dr. Gordon were held after the events of Saul 1. Um, Adam is still in there, just, like, chained up in the dark. We don't know how long he's been there for. Uh, he's not looking too great. And right. Amanda kills him by putting a plastic bag over his head. <laughs> yeah, she like really plastic bags him. She's like, yeah. I am now going to suffocate you. It's the like worst end for Adam I could ever possibly imagine. Yeah. Um, Poor Adam. It's also so unfair that Adam had to die. Alas. It would I be just nice want to point to that see him, out. See him make a surprise appearance in a later installment. Well, it's like he didn't have a... He didn't really have any other way out of it. Uh, his only way out was like, what, if he didn't let the key go down the drain when he first woke up? Like, yeah. that doesn't make any sense. So, so I think <sighs> I think part of the reason the key... So I they do a little bit of covering of their mistakes in the first one here by making it Amanda who puts the key in the bathtub. Right. So it's yeah. Sort of yeah. like, oh, Amanda didn't give a shit if he could get out or not. So she just sort of throws the key in there. Um, right. So yeah, and then she that comes back and kills Adam with the plastic bag. It's unclear why exactly she's doing it. She's sort of acting like she doesn't want to do it, and she's doing it as like a mercy to him. Right. But. Like at the same time, later she's like proud of having killed people. So like, I don't entirely get what her motive here is. Yeah, but she's also like proud of it, but also like clearly like destroyed by some of her actions too. Like she's like still like struggling with self harm and not very happy with herself. Like 
yeah, murder might not make you feel good, but She's I know that's a shocker. <laughs> I like that description. Amanda is a mess. Um, yeah, that's an understatement. Um, we also get a great flashback where um, she says to Jigsaw, I'll tell you how I felt about Detective Matthews. Oh, and yeah. We see Matthews um, coming from his first scene in this movie. He's hobbling down uh, the hallway after having gotten out of the room. Right. He's using like a broken pipe as a crutch and walking on this horribly mutilated foot. <laughs> um, Detective Matt. Yeah. I don't even understand what he like. What was he going to do? Wander around on his like one foot? Um, yeah. Uh, he's still looking for his son too, which I think I is kind of. Daniel! <laughs> I think he's, he's not really aware of what has transpired at this point. Um, but good that he's still trying to find his son. Um, and he runs into Amanda and they right. have like a full on brawl here. It's pretty crazy. Right. Um, he's like, at one point he's like slamming her head into the wall and like telling, asking her to tell him where his son is. And she's just like spitting blood in his face. <laughs> <laughs> Well, at this point, he's, like, thrown her into a wall a million times. And so she's, like, I don't even, like, she looks like, I mean, I don't know how she's in this movie looking as good as she is. Like, isn't isn't some part of her face broken? Like. It should have been after yeah. this. Like, yeah, that she got hit pretty badly in this one. It's at um, least bruised, like, permanently bruised. And there should be scratches or something. Um, But, you know, um, Amanda's she, resilient, it turns out. She escapes from this encounter by stomping on uh, Eric's injured foot. If he you goes, recall the, the toilet lid incident. Yes, yes. He goes down hard uh, and she's walking off. But as she's walking away, uh, Matthews yells at her, You're not Jigsaw, bitch. You're nothing. And that, <laughs> yeah, like, That's like his favorite insult in the entire world. He's like, You're not Jigsaw, bitch. You never be jigsaw, bitch. You're fucking nothing, bitch. Like, all right, get it. You like the word bitch. He, he's a big fan about. of that word. Um, so that pisses her right off. She like turns right around, and she you can see like the murder in her eyes, and she's yeah. like probably going to kill him. And then it cuts back to them in the room, and she's like, "That's right, I'm a murderer." And jigsaw says, "No, you only thought you were." but I had to clean up your mess. So presumably Jigsaw found Matthews in a half murdered state or whatever. It's right. Because he's like, you, you left him for dead. And so we don't see any more of detective Matthews, but it, it is heavily implied that maybe he's still out there. Um, yeah. Unclear at this point. Yeah. Um, but anyway, this time Amanda is, is just done with Jigsaw's games here. Jigsaw right. is telling Amanda that she is being tested as well, but she's not listening. Um, you'd think that she would start to pick up on the fact that Jigsaw has been dropping hints this whole time that uh, not everything is how it seems, and especially for someone who actually knows Jigsaw, Amanda. Right. I mean, she's been involved in this is now her third time involved in Jigsaw's traps. And she's just like, mm, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> um, 
So, what? Yeah. Amanda, you know how he operates? So she shoots Lynn. And um, yeah, Lynn falls back with a, a pretty bad gut wound. It, it, this just, this wouldn't be um, like a smart thing to do regardless. Like, because now there there isn't any doctor around to help Jigsaw anyway. Like, right. She also like does it in the the weirdest <laughs> manner possible. She just like slowly crosses her arm across her chest and just like fires the gun like sort of reluctantly. Like, yeah. I just gotta kill her now. And it's like, well, you no I mean, choice. No one's forcing yeah. you to kill her. Like, you yeah. can just let it go. But okay. And she was supposed to be releasing her because uh, they just Jeff had just finished his last task, despite like failing it miserably he was through all the rooms um but she didn't want to let her go so no i guess the only choice was to shoot her at that point um and at that moment um jeff comes into the room and lynn falls into his arms as she's being shot yes and And here we are for the big twist they know each other they recognize each other because they're husband and wife. Can you believe? Um, yeah. It's a real big thing. Amanda did not know. Um, only Jigsaw knew this. Yeah. Jigsaw picked the two of them specifically because they were husband and wife. Because um, their marriage was falling apart because of their son dying. Right. Um, as we, we saw... Lynn in bed with this other guy at the beginning of the movie, and we thought that they were married, but really that was the affair that she was having um, as her marriage is falling apart, and that guy wanted her to get a divorce from Jeff. Right. So, a little bit of twist of the words there, and um, Jigsaw says like that he he had to hide certain elements of this story from Amanda. Um, so that he could test her. Right. And she failed that test. And we get he... to see some like flashback to some of like the hints he dropped that that was the case. Like, um, like when she's like, you picked, she says, you picked Lynn because she's the best, right? And Jigsaw's like, that's one of the reasons I chose her. Yeah. Um, so, you know. <laughs> and so he knew that Amanda hadn't been playing by the rules and that she'd been designing some of these traps to be unwinnable, which is why. Um, a couple of the traps we saw at the beginning of this movie were unable to be completed because right. they were designed by Amanda. Right. So he designed this last test to test her, and she failed. And her um, her punishment is that she gets shot by Jeff right after she, um, he sees Amanda shoot his wife. Right. So... And he, like, shoots her in the neck. It's, like... (laughs) He's bleeding out pretty quickly. And, like, Jigsaw's, like, calmly explaining all this stuff to her as she's, like, retching on the floor and, like, bleeding out. Yeah, she's Uh, having a bad time. Yeah. Uh, Amanda is not doing well. Uh, And she dies here. So, R.I.P. Amanda. That's a big character exit here. That's two big characters that have gone down so far in this movie. Yeah, but Amanda had like a full storyline. Carrie did not. So, justice for Carrie. Justice for Carrie. Carrie 2020. (laughs) 
John Kerry? We're bringing back John Kerry? Oh, um, no, 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 no. <laughs> uh, so um, now at this point, Jeff is still steaming mad, of course. He just saw it. He just, well, first of all, he just had to be put through all these ridiculous tests. But now he's seen his wife shot in front of him. Um, he's like trying to comfort her. And Jigsaw is warning him that um, everything is not as it seems and to be very careful what he does next. Um, yeah, it's like unending shit with Jigsaw, isn't it? He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh no, it's not over yet, boys. Like, all right, Jigsaw. You can't ever just be straightforward and be like, hey, you know what? My heart rate monitor is hooked up to this uh, shotgun thing that's on her neck. Maybe don't kill me, bro. But no, he's all cryptic. Um, and he tells Jeff that his final test is whether he can show mercy to Jigsaw, the man who's caused him a lot of suffering this night. Um, and Also that, good to know it's nighttime. He yeah. does say night. And it's like, oh, so it's, it's dark. That's yeah. how Amanda was able to steal hospital supplies. It's dark. Cool. In, the, in the dead of night. Um, Under cloak of darkness. Amanda snuck into a fluorescent lit hospital and stole things. Uh, so his test is that he can carry out his revenge that he so clearly seeks with all these surgical tools that are gathered around. <laughs> or he so can really... let Jigsaw call an ambulance for Lynn and they can all just go away. Yeah. I don't know how this latter scenario would have worked out for Jigsaw. Oh, no, he'd be dead. It'd be gone. It's like he's arrested. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the cops would have shown up. But in theory, there was a way Jeff and Lynn could have gotten out of this. And maybe I Jigsaw. I can have an ambulance here in minutes. Can you? How? Who has a phone? Who he has a barely, cell phone? <laughs> he like, can barely like lift his arms. Is he going to call a phone? Um is he going to call a phone? So, You're right. That's a really is he gonna call, good question. Will he, he call might, a phone? He might call the phone of the hospital. <laughs> and yeah. So Jeff, being the merciful person he is, um, he walks over to Jigsaw. He's like, I forgive you. And then he pulls out like this gigantic circular saw. It's unclear why they even had that in the hospital room. Why did they have a gigantic surgical or gigantic circular saw in this room? It's a what very was good the point? <laughs> like, so he slashes Jigsaw across the neck with it. Um, and he, he sure does. Out, um, which is obviously it kills Jigsaw, but also like you think if this guy was super mad, he would have gone like all medieval on him rather than just giving him a one blow kill there. Right. Um, he like really he just like lets him have it quickly. Um so I guess he just yeah. wanted him gone. He didn't care about if he hurt. Uh, he just wants to kill somebody. I think Jeff just wanted somebody to die by his own hand. Yeah. So now Jigsaw is dead. That's another big character death in this one. But yes. right as he's dying, he presses play on this tape recorder he's holding. Yes. And uh, on this tape, he reveals that it was made as an insurance policy. And if you're listening to this, that means you have failed. Right. Um, and he 
you know, reveals the fact that Lynn's going to die because if Jigsaw dies, she dies. Um, and he also wow. reveals that he's kidnapped Jeff's daughter and he's the only one who knows where she is. It's um, a very upsetting factor in Jigsaw's game here. This like poor girl. Um, <laughs> so as he's flatlining, the shotgun thing goes off. Lynn's face gets blown off. She dies. Yes. Um, a door and... locks shut so that Jeff can't leave like the little hospital room that he's in. Yeah. All these automatic doors here. Um, they're I'm telling you, tech. Elaborate. They need to be in tech. They should have funneled their anger into creating new apps. Yeah. Um, they, I guess apps weren't really a thing in 2006, the same way they are now. But They could have started them off. They could have been the first ones developing these apps. Yeah. yeah. Um, so if Jeff wants to find his daughter, he's going to have to play a game. Yes. So the tape says. The tape and that says, is where the movie ends. Um, yeah. It's okay. So Jigsaw Jigsaw's full of shit all the time. Um <laughs> he's like got some shit up his sleeve at every turn. He's like, "Oh no, this is not the last test. Oh no, this is not the last test. Oh no, 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 no. This is not the last test." He's got like 800 tests for everybody. At what point do you decide that they're either worthy or not worthy, Jigsaw? Make a choice. Um It's ridiculous. <laughs> Yeah, no, there's traps upon traps upon traps in here. Uh, it's sort of like, yeah, it's like trapception. Like, he's really just like, oh, you thought we were done? No, no, we're not done yet. We're still going deeper. Yeah, I mean, I I generally like the structure of this movie, though. Like, all the twists yeah. and turns are very exciting. I think um, so, too. Yeah, I like it. It's very, like, uh, th this installment, um, it has its issues. It yeah. can be a little melodramatic at times and cheesy, but this one is still like a really fun one just for like how the story is structured, all the twists and turns along the way. There's a lot of like big shocks in this one, which I think is what Saw is all about. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. No, I do. I, I definitely agree that it works. Um, it does have its flaws. Um, you mentioned like melodrama, but I think the acting is really like the main thing here. Like they, our leads can't sell the melodrama. Um, right. Lynn and Jeff are not, there are not good performances in either of those roles. Right. Which is surprising. Cause like, I mean, I've seen Angus McFadden and a bunch of other things and I generally like his acting, but uh, maybe he just didn't have enough to work with here. Yeah. It, uh, it was not good. No, and they're both real bad. Uh, Bahar, Bahar Sumek as yeah. Lynn is real rough. I, mm -hmm. I will never get over the scene where she wakes up in the wheelchair and keeps screaming, what is this place? Because it's like, nobody would have that reaction. I mean, you're not going to scream, what is this place? I don't know. Like, is that really your first thought? Like, your first thought is like, who are you? Who's pushing me in a wheelchair? Like, yeah. what's going on here? Um, it's all very ridiculous. And she's like wide-eyed and just screaming and shaking her head. Um, okay come on bahar um get it together get it together. um you know but bahar sumek right before this movie was in another movie that we had talked about a bit recently oh um, she was in an academy award-winning film oh known as crash ah <laughs> 
No. <laughs> Got a fine, uh, fine acting pedigree here. Um, God. Yeah, but I mean, at, in general, this is a this is a fun one. Saw three. Um, it's not quite as fully fleshed out as the it's first what? two. It's not quite as fully fleshed out as the first two. Okay. Um, it doesn't feel quite as masterful, but it's got a lot going on for it. It's a lot of fun. The traps are unique, and they're definitely a step up technology-wise right. in the first two, which is kind of cool. All these automatic doors in here make you feel like you're in Matt Lauer's office or something. Um, <laughs> and just that, like, that rack trap and the pig trap, they're so elaborate, and um, it's cool. Jigsaw's stepping it up in this one. Jigsaw really is. He's like up in his game. Well, you know, his thought was like, there's a very high probability that I'm dying during this game. So I've really got to go out on a serious note. Um, really elaborate, really intense. So, you know, yeah. good for good for Jigsaw. He was really just like, he knew that this his legacy was on the line here, you know? Um, Definitely. Because remember, that was like the whole point of him like taking Amanda. He was like, you, I, he wanted her to carry on his work, but he was like, but I saw that you weren't because he, she's murdering people. So he's like, he's all about his legacy right now. Um, right. That's his big thing. I guess to me, the most upsetting part about all of this is that while Jeff is like dealing with a rack trap and Lynn is dying of a gunshot wound and shotgun to her head, there is still blended pig in a vat two rooms <laughs> back. Um, I just want to know how how Jigsaw was going to get rid of that. I Was he going to, like, mop it up? Or was he just going to, like, you know, throw some towels on it and be like, oh, maybe this will work? Was that Amanda's next trap? Because he seems to, <laughs> to task Amanda with a trap every movie at this point. It's like, oh, the reverse bear trap wasn't enough. Let's throw you in the, the trap house. And then he's like, oh, that wasn't good enough either. That needle pit and shit? No, nothing. We're going to do another trap. Then she would have survived that one, and he would have been like, mm -mm, no, that's still not enough. Hello, Amanda. I want to play a game. You have been murdering people, and somehow you escaped unscathed one more time. But right now, two rooms back, there is a vat full of pig guts. <laughs> the human stomach can hold. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like a maker, mm, you know? Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. Um, I don't want to know what it's going to be like when somebody finds that crime scene. That's, what happened uh, to the pig guts? Justice <laughs> for the pig guts. No. I have questions. <laughs> oh, so many questions. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, that is Saw 3 right there. Um, Saw 3. Any other reactions before we close out? No. Um, no, not really. All right. Well, um, we've been watching some stuff in theaters these days. Um, we haven't been doing as much. There's been a lot of March Madness going on and other stuff. So we haven't been as on top of our in-theaters movies as usual. Um, yeah. But I think in our next episode, we'll talk about... Um, the, the stuff that we've been seeing recently very briefly. Right. There, there are a couple of ones. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah. I saw us this week, which yeah. was 
incredible. I'm jealous. Wow. I need to see that. Very, very good. Um, and it's doing very well at the box office, which is very encouraging. So um, maybe we can talk about that at some point. But for now, we'll leave you with Saw 3. We'll be back mm-hmm. for Saw 4 very soon. We sure um, will. If you like what we're putting down, uh, you can check us out on Twitter. We're at Buzzed On Movies. Um, you can find our podcasts pretty much anywhere. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, Google Podcasts, Spotify. Um, and if we're not on your favorite platform, just let us know. You can uh, reach us on Twitter or email us at buzzedonmovies at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. So until next time. Shout. Yeah. Yeah, let us know what you think. Yeah. And we'll see you at the movies. We will see you at the movies or in a defunct slaughterhouse. Oh, God, I hope not. Mm, I hope I'm not there.